Please welcome Dr. Michael Osterholm, Director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. And I was just listening to Dr. Shaw just the other day, and he was saying that beware of summer. Uh, that has an ominous feel to it, Dr. Osterholm. What do you say? Well, you know, Freddie, as you and I have been talking about this for a number of months, uh, you know, this is a, a situation where we just have to be humble and acknowledge from a science standpoint what we know and don't know. And this virus keeps throwing these 210-mile-an-hour curveballs at us with all these genetic changes that then makes it more likely to evade the protection of vaccines, previous infection, and uh, it makes it more transmissible. And so I think at this point we have to be very careful in saying this is what's going to happen in three to six weeks, let alone three to six months. And we've continued to see that. Omicron, which was that variant, uh, one form of the virus that emerged in uh, November and December in South Africa, spread through the world in January February. As you know, we got hit uh, really here, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that has now actually uh, gone on and mutated into several different forms. The original one was what we call BA1. Now we have BA2, we have BA2.1, 2.1, we have BA4, we have BA5, all just in a matter of weeks. And if you go to South Africa right now, which got hit by the original BA1 strain, they're now getting hit by BA4 and 5. And people who were previously infected and protected are now getting infected again with this BA4 and BA5. And so I have to say right now, we are not done with this virus at all. It's not done with us. Uh, we may feel like we're done with it, but it's not done with us. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but I am certain that we will see more uh, challenges with this virus. And the best thing we can do right now, though, is get vaccinated because we are showing clearly, even if you do get infected or you get reinfected, if you've been previously vaccinated, your likelihood of having severe illness is greatly reduced. And that right now is, is a gift. You know, it's one thing to get sick, it's nothing to get sick and die. How comfortable are you with the vaccines and their protection ability uh, when the viruses are changing so much with people getting sick? We, even the vice president here recently was infected. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Well, I'm, 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 I'm never comfortable with this virus. As I've said to you before on this show, I sleep with one eye open every night waiting for which variants are going to show up today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think that's a real challenge. But the data surely do show the number of deaths right now are not climbing at all in the same way that the number of cases or even the number of hospitalizations are. And that is, again, because people who have this pre-existing immunity, particularly if you've had that third dose of vaccine for the mRNA vaccine, you have a much, much higher likelihood of actually having a mild illness. So I, I am very comfortable with that. I think it's an incredible gift. We have a number of people whose lives have been saved because of these vaccines, I mean, in the millions. And that, I think, is a great thing. So even with these viruses changing, uh, the existing vaccination protection is enough to overcome that, to at least make it so you have a milder illness. Should the nation consider, uh, should the nation continue, I should say, funding, testing, and vaccines indefinitely? I was just looking where uh, Paxlovid is a better option, they say, than the vaccine. But uh, that doesn't... Uh, that doesn't mesh up very well with the, what you've been telling us for the last year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not either or with the vaccines, okay? You, the vaccine is there to help you from getting infected, or if you do get infected, you have a mild illness. Paxlovid is merely an add-on to that that says if you do get infected anyway, 
this is one thing that can help you reduce the likelihood of severe illness. So th- this is not either or. This is, this is additive and is very important. Um, and I think at this point, even it's fair to say that, uh, you know, we have to monitor the drug treatment issues to make sure we don't get resistance developing. Remember, we talk about drug resistance all the time where the microbe mutates further and then the effectiveness of the drugs that we once had are not there. We see that with antibiotics all the time. We see it with some of the antiviral drugs. So we are monitoring that very closely. At this point, that hasn't been a problem yet. But uh, So I feel very confident and comfortable. We have. We do need more. We need more. And again, I come back to the fact that, you know, for those who have made it through this pandemic thus far, remember we've lost over a million lives in this country alone, but for those who have made it, boy, you don't want to find out you're going to get seriously ill three, six, ten months from now. we got to keep on top of this, and, and getting better vaccines and getting better drugs is still something that's really important. I was at uh, our local barber shop here near the radio station, and I was listening to one of the nurses. <laughs> And she was telling me that there is word that Congress is not going to be funding testing. Congress is not going to be funding vaccines. Uh, are you concerned with that, or is that uh, just yeah, a wise yeah. tale right now? No, no, that's true. Uh, we're very concerned about that. You know, we're kind of in a political standoff, and it's not necessarily on the funding of the programs. They are caught up in other politics. So, you know, it's it's never just one issue. You throw three or four into a kind of the horse ring and figure out, you know, who's going to, how, how you going to, you know, horse trading occurs. This is a bad one to horse trade on because as the old oil frame commercial of 30 year, years ago used to say, you can pay me now or you'll pay me later. Mm. And I think that that's what we're going to be up against. If we uh, do not have better vaccines, we don't have more drugs available then we're going to see more and more people die. And look what this has done, not just on a personal level, which has been dramatic, but look what it's done to our economy. Look what it's done to so many people's lives that even if you haven't had COVID, the pain and suffering you've had to put up with economically, etc. So I think this is a huge one. I do have to do a shout-out for the barbershop programs. Uh, you know, I have to tell you that, uh, you know, I've been very involved with Dr. Uh, Steve Morris out in the University of Maryland. And Stephen has done just dramatic work with the black barbers and black beauticians out there. And today, some of the very best information and therefore some of the most well-informed people are those that are attending the black barbershops and black beauticians. They are getting incredible information because of all the efforts that they've done at the University of Maryland to, to bring these trusted members of our community into the fold of informed individuals. And i got to tell you, there are a lot of black barbers and beauticians out there right now that know almost as much about this disease as doctors do. And uh, it's a great place to get it. Final question this morning for you, Doctor. We're talking with Dr. Michael yeah. Osterholm. I see people, uh, I've been to concerts and I, I've been to different churches and so forth, mm-hmm. and we're not wearing masks. I know you've been a big proponent of uh, respirators. What do you say right now, even as the vaccines seem to be keeping people from dying in the big numbers that we've witnessed already, what do you say about masks and respirators? Well, you know, right now there really are different risk categories for what might happen if you get infected. If you're older, over age 65, if you have underlying health problems, including, uh, you know, hypertension, diabetes, uh, if you're overweight, these are all huge risk factors for serious illness. And even if you're vaccinated, the vaccine can only do so much, even in those categories. And so one of the things you can do to protect yourself 
in addition to getting vaccinated, is to wear that N95 respirator, which I do. I do. You know, I'm, I'm, I fit in those scatters. I'm an old man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I say to myself, you know, I want to be in a place like this, but I also don't want to get infected and become seriously ill. And I have to tell you, just in the past 10 days, I've had a number of colleagues, people who are doctors and nurses here in the Twin Cities area who have gotten infected, who have been really, really sick. And they've been vaccinated, but, you know, they also got Paxlovid. They're getting better. But, you know, at the same time, you don't want to go through that, even if it means being out for 7 to 10 days. That's, that's just, you don't want to do that. So, anyway, I, uh, I, I mean, at this point, I would say definitely wear your N95 respirator, particularly if you need to protect yourself because you're at high risk for serious illness. Should, if I'm going to Walgreens, I, I should put on my mask? <laughs> I, well, I would if, you know, Walgreens may be a busy place. If you're waiting in line to get your drugs, you're sitting next to somebody or standing next to somebody who could be infected. They don't know it. You don't know it. And you're breathing in it. Just remember, imagine if that person were smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Would you smell it if you're standing next to them? You bet you would. Yes. Okay? That's an aerosol. That's the very same thing of me breathing out. That's what you'd breathe in my air that I just exhaled out just over a cigarette smoke. And you don't want to do that even for a couple minutes. Wow. Dr. Michael Olsterholm, thanks for being with us this morning. We will soon meet. Anytime, Freddie, you know that. You know, you, we were talking before we got on the show here just how long you and I have been doing this. And I, again, just I want to thank you because you have become such a credible voice and an important voice in the community, you know, trusted information. And uh, so thank you to you, too. It's our pleasure. Let's do this again. Okay. Take care, Freddie. You Good too. to talk to you. You too. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.